0: The following content is rated explicit for language in adult situations.
1: So listen with headphones.
0: Or don't. We don't judge.
1: Have you ever wished that your world had more magic?
0: Or that your favorite character had survived? How about a
1: full-length spinoff of your favorite childhood series?
0: But do we have a podcast for you.
1: Hello everyone, I'm Claire, and I'm Kat, and this is Fire Whiskey and Honey, the podcast about your favorite novel-length Potter fan fiction, The
0: Dead of Time.
1: Each episode, we read a chapter of this story,
0: which I try to remember from week to week.
1: Try being the operative word.
0: Without further ado, here's our recap of last week's chapter of The Dead of Time. What happened to Oh god. What had happened was So, they were in a train and nope. the train was steamy. Oh my god. <laughs> and it was brown chicken brown cow. Yeah. Essentially. And yeah, and she made the um Maya Ha. Huh, that's her name. Made the what's it called? Wolf Spain. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, okay. For some reason when I say that I'm like that doesn't sound correct but it is. So she made the Wolfstein potion
1: also or aconite, continue.
0: Yes. This is a commercial brought to you by <laughs> the drug administration of the Ministry of Magic. <laughs> Side effects include
1: <laughs> magical DEA.
0: Yes, and so what had happened. So she made um Oh my god, what is Holstein. his name? Remus. No.
1: Yes. Or Lupin. Which one? Made-
0: whatever. <laughs> They're cousins. Identical cousins. Um, so... <laughs> so, she made him take it, and he was supposed to, what, not come with them somewhere, because he was supposed to be recovering from being a wolf, but then he did, so then that's when they started getting steamy in the train, and then I started to blush and was this the no that was the last one um were we talking about patronuses in this one or the last no, one it was
1: the episode before
0: okay because i have a written request for another patronus lesson because somebody i know has a question but um yeah that's really all i remember because it's been a really long
1: time no worries um just people now that she knows how to thanks to um damocles belby damocles belby and snape so she brews it herself gives it to remus leading up to the full moon remus isn't supposed to take the train home for the summer halls because he's supposed to be recovering from being a wolf the night before but because he took the uh wolf potion he stayed in his head and was not in the back seat to the wolf which he explains to james and sirius so then he not- invigoration drafts and um Runs down to the train and is like, "Oh my God, Maya, you did something amazing!" and kisses her, which is a huge deal because, as we know, he didn't want to—he didn't even want to like hold her hand, let alone kiss her, because he was convinced he was going to turn her into a wolf. But he kisses her; she kisses him back. Everybody's happy. They end up having a makeout sesh on the train, um, and uh, Lily takes one for the team by flirting with James so that they can have a long time, and. Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot
0: about that. Because I was like, that's hilarious. Because like for some reason in my head I have it like, I'm the senior and you're the freshman and I'm trying to flirt with you, but you have to go away. But I'm going to take one for the team. Like That's in my mind. That's like how I played it <laughs> out. Like
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And without further ado, we're going to, oh, Jesus Christ, I almost knocked over my sweet tea. It's the good kind too. It's peach tea. Anyway, Without further ado, we are going to dive into Chapter 38, Load of Rubbish. June 24th, 1975. My dad wants to take me camping for the next few weeks, Remus said, as he held Maya's hand, helping her off the train with a smile. Oh, so this is picking up exactly where we left off. Okay. He had slept for six hours of the ride, just as he said he needed, and he looked well-rested for it. Maya had sat in her seat during the trip back to King's Cross Station with Remus's feet in her lap, which forced James, Sirius, and Peter to sit on one side of the compartment together. She finished reading a book on ancient rooms that Remus had bought her, while James and Peter played a game of exploding snap, which Remus slept through soundly, and Sirius flipped through an old subscription of a muggle motorcycle magazine. Owl me, when you get home, then. I'll start brewing the potion the minute I get to the manor, and you can come and take it home with you. Or, my offered with a smile, take it at our house. We could set up some strong wards in the orchards by the river. You wouldn't be stuck in a... I'm used to cages, and I wouldn't want to risk being so close to you. He pulled her gently into his arms and kissed her temple. She could feel him relax a bit as her arms wrapped around his waist. His soft chuckle was quiet, but she felt the vibration in his chest. But I will absolutely take you up on that potion again. James! Maya! It's my parents! Come on! Maya tugged on Remus's hand. You'll have to come to our place first, anyway, since you skipped your portkey, she insisted, and watched as Remus winced. I already forgot about that, did you? Before Remus could say another word, Doria was up right in the thick of the group, pulling Maya and James into hugs. She took one step back to look at James's hair, which still had not calmed down after Willie really zapped him. Oh, my! Goodness. Isn't it hilarious? Uh, Sirius asked, grinning widely. Darius stared at the mess and winced as she tried to pat it down. And how is young Miss Evans? That's the future Mrs. James Potter, James declared, not deterred in the slightest. How bad was it? Daria asked Sirius, Bah, Maya, and Remus. Sirius laughed, loudly. He proposed, Maya said, trying to lace her fingers through Remus's, even as he tried to awkwardly shake her grip off off in front of her parents. Charles frowned. Again? This time it was in front of the whole train, Sirius continued, laughing. She hit him with a hex I'd never even seen before. Static jinx, actually, Maya supplied she invented it
0: herself you know I changed my mind you know who he reminds me of now who? you know in the sandlot when squints likes the uh lifeguard and she's obviously older than him and he keeps giving her like that like <laughs> look that like kids do and she's just like muggle I am old enough to be your older sister but then at the end of the movie they end up getting married but that's what that reminds me of I changed my
1: mind <laughs> Sirius grinned. Muggles are great. Remus, Doria smiled and leant to kiss his check affectionately. Check, Jesus, cheek, affectionately. Can't tell you how happy Charles and I are about this. She gestured to Maya and Remus's hand with a bright smile on her face. We are. Charles raised a brow, but then immediately looked guilty when Doria turned to him and narrowed her grey eyes. He cleared his throat and nodded, shoving his hands into the pockets of his robe. Oh, yes, yes, certainly. Good match. Shall we be off? They all stepped after Charles, heading toward the line for the flue, when a voice called Remus's name loudly from behind them. Remus and Maya both turned, spotting Mister Lupin looking haggard and dressed in what appeared like hand-me-down robes. He had a stern expression on his face, and Remus let go of Maya's hand the moment his father's eyes fell on him. I'm sorry, Remus said as his father approached. I know I was supposed to take the port key, but I ended up on the train, and there wasn't a way to Owl, and I fell asleep. It's fine, Mr. Lupin said roughly. Let's go. Your mother's in the car. You have a car? Charles and Sirius asked at the same time, their eyes bright and interested. Um, yes, my wife is a muggle, Mr. Lupin answered with a frown an expression on his face that said he was prepared for someone to belittle him over his choice of spouse. When the Potters all smiled at him, as though his announcement were less interesting than the fact that he owned an automobile, he visibly relaxed a little and cleared his throat. Thank you for looking after the... the boy, he gestured to Remus, but refused to make physical contact with him. Maya growled quietly to herself at the sight watching her recently confident boyfriend shrink in the shadow of his father. It reminded her far too much of seeing Lucius Malfoy in Draco. She knew Lyle Lupin was not any sort of death eater. He was just a confused man who didn't understand how wonderful his son was. Say goodbye to your friends, Mr. Lupin instructed. Professor Dumbledore already sent your things back to the cottage. Remus nodded and turned to quickly clasp hands with James and Sirius, smiling as Daria lent him and hugged him gently. Charles held out his hand to the boy, and Remus nervously took it with a sad smile. Clearly, without thinking, Remus smiled at Maya and leaped down, placing a chaste kiss to her lips and hugging her tightly. I love you, he whispered in her ear, and she smiled brightly at the words. I love you, too, she reminded him. Her gaze drifting to Mr. Lupin, who stood behind them looking positively horrified, either by what he had just seen, or heard, or both. Remus, let's go right now, the man insisted, and Remus nodded politely, giving a regretful glance back to the potters before following his father quickly, departing King's Cross Station through the muggle exit. Charles cleared his throat as he looked at his daughter nervously. So, the Lupin boy, hm? he asked with a raised brow that made him look far too much like James when he was trying to be serious in an awkward situation. Maya chuckled at the sight as she realized Harry did the same thing. She grabbed her trunk and began to follow after her family, rolling her eyes at her father. He's a perfect gentleman. Yeah, and he very gentlemanly snogged her in front of the entire train, Sirius smirked, and his grin only widened when Maya glared at him. "'Was this before or after James proposed to the Evans girl?' Daria asked, as though this were common conversation. Her relaxed face, the very opposite of Charles's, who looked to be nearing a coronary. "'Before. Pretty sure Evans was a strategic move on Remus's part. Mayton loves wizard's chess, and he knows how to handle pawns,' Sirius chuckled, practically skipping past his own parents with indifference as they greeted his brother warmly. "'or with as much warmth as while Berger and Orion Black could muster. "'Evans is not a pawn,' James snapped. "'I didn't say she was the pawn.' Charles pouted. "'I don't like it.' Charles, Daria scolded, not even looking at her husband. Maya, dear, make sure to owl Remus and his parents when you get home. "'We'll have them all over for dinner at some time this summer. "'Get to know them.' "'I will.' Maya smiled sadly, thinking of the moon the following month. They're going to be camping for a few weeks, though, and then Remus has a prior engagement, so I wouldn't expect anything until July or August. So how much of a shitbag is Remus's dad? Really? He struggled to call his son the boy. Okay, yeah, that's a little
0: bit weird, but, like, I kind of got a different impression, like, I I, I see what you mean, but he just seems like he's very odd, for lack of a better word. Like, he is, I don't want to say embarrassed, but he just seems a little bit, like,
1: odd. Yeah. Yeah. That'll change. Okay. July 14th, 1975. While Maya had not expected to see Remus for another month or so, she had thought he would have owled or fire-called her at the very least to let her know that he and his family had made it home. He had done so every year since meeting her, so when Maya awoke each morning and no letter had arrived, she became more and more worried. She tried placing a fire call to the roof cottage, a place she would later know as The Den, but their flu network was blocked. James and Sirius tried to cheer her up, insisting that there was no way Remus would just ignore her and that he was probably in some far away wilderness with his dad on an extended camping trip, with no access to owls or flu. Lily's letters helped some. Dear Maya, Before I ask for details regarding your film, it's a muggle thing, I'll show you sometime, Worthy Kiss with Mr. Leap Bin, I need to let you know that your brother mentioned something about wanting me to give, uh, or wanting to give me his mother's ring. So please watch him. I will not be the motivation, but to behind his theft of your family's heirlooms. Now about my two favorite bookworms, I was under the impression that you two kept your displays of affection in private, but that kiss was something else. The whole train was talking about it. I tried to keep the gossip to a minimum. I promise. Strangers are one thing, but your friends are another. Mary is staying with me for the summer, and she's begging me for details, too inappropriate for even me to write. Let me know if we're still coming to your house this summer to have another river picnic. I'll bring pop for you to try. It's like cold, busy butterbeer. Love, Lil's. Dear Lily, First of all, my mother offers you thanks in regard to the whereabouts of my grandmother Black's opal ring that did, in fact, go missing the first day we got home. James is now missing his broomstick, which was confiscated from him and is being held ransom until he writes you a letter of apology, so let me know when that happens. Tell Mary, that the details of my private relationship are just that. Private. Also, the only details of said relationship were in plain view in front of the train. That was, in fact, our first kiss followed swiftly by our second and third and then our fourth, fifth, and so on, once we actually boarded the train. Thank you for your great sacrifice in distracting my brother. I know it was a bother to you, but it did give me the opportunity to tell Remus that I loved him without a pestering older sibling ready to poke fun at our expense. Speaking of Remus, he hasn't written. I think something's wrong. His dad met him at King's Cross and looked so very angry. I don't think he knew about our relationship, and he was clearly upset about it. Not sure about the river this year. If Remus doesn't write me soon, I doubt I'll be much of me to celebrate anything. Love, Maya. P.S. Inot Films and Pop Bar. Uh, dear Maya, your brother's letter arrived this morning. Please tell your mother that he can have his stupid broom back, but I'm enclosing his apology so that perhaps your parents can see the type of ludicrous things I have to put up with. Perhaps, uh, uh, the I read it a line. So perhaps your parents can see the type of ludicrous things I have to put up with on a daily basis from him. And though you would be a wonderful sister, and I would love to replace Petunia with you, she's being an arse lately, my answer to his continued proposal is still a resounding over my dead body. Ooh. Oh, that's dark, Shia. What the fuck? what the fuck damn
0: uh, you say that like you didn't know that was coming uh, you've read I this for- like three I, times i've read
1: this like three times but i forgot about that god damn what the fuck, <laughs> <laughs> i'm sorry to hear about remus has he written yet i'm sure it's nothing he told me before that he goes camping with his dad a lot. And I doubt they'd bring an owl along unless for emergencies.
0: Hey, that that should be a new decal. What? With the F, Shia? <laughs>
1: what the fuck, Shia? That should be a decal. W-T-F, Shia. Yeah. I like that. Hey, quit dragging your dick across the carpet, you little fucking... Okay, you're fine now. It's fine. I love my dog. I do. Anyway. Is also what the fuck, <clears throat> Uh, I'm sorry to hear about Remus. Has he written yet? I'm sure it's nothing. He told me before that he goes camping with his dad a lot, and I doubt they bring an owl along unless for emergencies. We've all known that you were both in love for a long time, but it's so sweet to know that you finally admitted it to each other. Mary is positively beside herself and wants to know when you will get married and start popping out lots of little lupins. I told her that Armaya was going to have a proper career and not end up someone's little house witch. Let me know immediately when he writes you. Love wills. P.S. Of course you know what films and pop are. Can you, Madam Muggle, please educate the rest of the pure-blood wizarding society? Is it too much to ask that people don't look at me like I'm speaking Martian when I mention a telephone? P.P.S. A telephone is a machine that we use to communicate similar to fire calling only without sticking your head in the flu.
0: Hey, I wanted to see the apology. Where's the apology?
1: (laughs) Uh, I don't know where the apology is, but you know what else I can't wait to see? My fucking sample pack from StarCross Sundries. Because it's still July and we're still running the Fire Whiskers promo code at StarCrossSundries.com where you can get your dead of time scented candles. Oh, you're laughing, but that was worked in so well. <laughs> yes, I, I I agree. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So, uh, I think I mentioned in a previous episode. I just placed a huge order, and I ended up throwing some more money at my new favorite small business so that I could get the sampler packs so that I can sample every single scent they have to include their Dead of Time line, their Summer line, and their the Leaves line, or is it Count the Stars or whatever their magical line is. It has astral projection and New leaves, and it is fantastic. But I'm very excited about all of them, and it gives you a chance to take a sniffy so that you know what you're getting into. But I also definitely didn't order big sizes of like four or five different candles. <laughs> Jimmy won't be so many. But that's fine because our house will smell good and he likes candles too. So. So. Use your promo code Fire Whiskers to get 20% off your order from StarCrossSundries.com
0: And it lasts until Harry's birthday on July 31st.
1: Ooh, yes, thank you. Very important.
0: You're welcome. And that was our Akio ad for this episode. I don't know why I did that with my hands.
1: (laughs) Nobody can see you.
0: I I know. I wish you could see this
1: shit. Like, we're going to start. You know what? So I was going to have us double record episodes and do the fan fiction version for the podcast and the AO3 version for Patreon. Now I'm thinking, because I'm i thinking out loud, guys, and you get to hear it, and then you can give us your input. Should I do a double reading so that she gets to hear the dirtier versions, but she'll know what's coming because she's already read or heard the fanfic version, fanfic.net version? Or should we just do a video of the fanfic.net version so you get to see Cat Blush?
0: Jesus, I thought you were gonna
1: say video of the other one because that would be input. Over. Or then yes, we could just do a video of the A O three, and I feel like that's immediately going to win. So cool! That's what we're gonna do, and then we'll take some stuff off of uh, Hannah Beth's plate because she won't really have to edit anything. Because we'll just pop the video on Patreon. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's what we'll do. Uh, and for those of you who cannot wait, oh god damn it! That would be on a Friday. I'm going to publish that one early. We're going to make that an early birthday present for my sister. So, the AO3 Patreon version of Chapter for 46, Fire, Whiskey, and Honey. Get ready, cat, It's coming. It's going to be released a day early on September 10th. Um,
0: we have to record that, like, way before that, though. Okay, we can.
1: But yes, so, for those of you who are on Patreon, get ready. For those of you who are not on Patreon... September, baby. And we're going to do that for every episode in which there is a difference between uh, the fanfiction.net and the AO3 version, which is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 15 episodes over the course of the next two years. The majority of which are going to happen between... September 10th, and the end of January. So, if ever there was a time to be a patron, it is between the beginning of September (laughs) and the end of January. You're welcome.
0: Oh, Lord. I'm gonna have to look pretty for these two. It's like that scene in the princess diaries where she's like,
1: you can't be all bad during the day. (laughs) Like... (laughs) I look like a moose. But that very pretty moose. All the male moose go wah. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, then when he does the thing with her hair, and she's like, I look like a moose. And he goes, but that very pretty moose. Make all the male moose go wah. God, you need to rewatch that movie. What is wrong with you? Yes. I did like a couple weeks ago. What the crap? July 24th, 1975. The Potter family, currently sans serious who had been required to return to Grimald Place at the beginning of July, was comfortably enjoying the late evening, listening to the wizarding wireless network that played instrumental music. Charles and James were engaged, engaged in a game of wizard's chess, while Doria and Maya each had a book in hand. When the green flames burst through the fireplace, everyone turned to see a disheveled Remus step out, not bothering to dust the soot from his weathered robes. Maya rushed forward, wrapping her arms around his neck and holding him tight. Where have you been? Why haven't you ridden me? She cried, pulling away to examine his face as though she were looking for injuries, a long-term habit she kept, had kept after being in the war. Remus, for some reason, was doing the same to her. You're okay? He was panting, hard, panic evident in his tired eyes. Maya could tell that he had not slept for some time. She had known that the full moon was the night before, and she had been so worried because Remus had not even written to collect the wolfsbane potion she had brewed for him. You're not hurt? he asked, touching her cheeks, looking over her shoulders and her arms. You're not- you didn't- I'm fine, love. Without another word, Remus sighed in relief and fell to the ground. His knees collided with the floor as he buried his head in his hands to cover the shame on his face. Why is he freaking out?
0: Well, you did mention something about the full moon, so maybe because of his transformation or something.
1: Yes. You're on the right track. Remus? Maya whispered, moving to touch his shoulder, but he flinched away from her. Maya, darling, let's go fix some tea for our guest, Daria said politely as she stood. As James and Charles glanced at the witches, Daria gave them a sharp look that said, take care of Remus looked up just in time to see Maya disappear through the door. His first instinct was to assume that her mother did not want her near him. He had not even looked at himself in the mirror since waking up after the moon. Merlin, he must look upright. Mooney? James whispered, kneeling down beside him. Mooney, Remus, what happened, mate? Maya said you were supposed to write her over a week ago. She's been beside herself. A right nightmare, worrying about you. I, I couldn't. My dad... Remus frowned and looked up at Maya's father, who stared at him with concern written on his face. Sir, I'm so sorry to burst into your home like this. It was just very, very impolite of me. He really is a gentleman. Come sit down, son. Mr. Potter nodded to the chair that his wife had just left unoccupied. Let us have a little chat about my daughter and why you were so worried she'd been hurt in your absence. Jesus Christ, Max, that's long as fuck. Uh, Remus turned a panicked eye to James, who nodded at him. Uh, you've got to have more than your mates in your corner, Mooney. You have to learn to trust people. Is this about the werewolf business, Mr. Potter asked, and both Remus and James turned and stared at him, utterly really astounded. What? You think Dory and I didn't know? Son, I read the papers, and I might not leave the house too often, but I still have ministry contacts. "'I remember hearing about your attack. "'They kept it at a profit, sure, "'but I remember hearing rumors and stories "'because your father went and made a bit of a name for himself. "'Plus, you're on the registry.' "'Mr. Potter sighed, reaching, uh, reaching a handout "'and patting Remus on the back "'when he flinched at the mention of the registry. "'It's a right load of rubbish, "'but it's there for those who go looking for it. "'Daria goes looking for a lot of things.' Remus started taking in short, quick breaths. But I... But you... But you thought we'd come chasing after you with lit torches and pitchforks. Mr. Potter raised a brow. Slow and deep, he advised, with a smile, patting Remus on the back again. You'll pass out soon if you don't calm down, lad. Might be a little embarrassing if Maya comes back in here and sees you out cold on the floor. She'd think one of us did you in. Can't have that now, can we? With all due respect, sir, how hope you let your daughter date a werewolf? I didn't know she was dating one until we saw the two of you at King's Cross. Of course, Doria knew. She knows everything. She does. Cheeky witch. And now, now that you know... Fuck, Max. Brat. Right. <clears throat> Uh, oh, right, and now that you know. Mr. Potter gave him a look that was a bit intimidating. James tried to copy the expression, but failed miserably, and ended up just looking confused. Son, I'm more concerned with you being a teenage wizard than I am about you being a werewolf. Having the good sense to blush and avert his eyes, Remus panicked, er, panicked for a completely different reason. His anxiety did not fade much. "'even when Mr. Potter and James started chuckling. "'Now, before I get to deliver a speech, "'I've been preparing for the day my daughter brought home a boy,' "'Mr. Potter began, sitting up straight with a look of mild excitement. "'I still want to know why you came flewing into my house in such a panic.' "'Remus frowned, shame filling him as he remembered the nauseating fear "'that felt like it had permeated his very cell. "'My dad saw me. He He saw me kiss Maya goodbye.' I was stupid and foolish and selfish and last night was the full moon and I came over here as quick as I could. I had to wait until my parents... He cleared his throat and whispered, until my parents let me out of the cage. Oops, that didn't say the cage. Sorry. Soundbox. <coughs> Whatever. Let had to make it more dramatic. Had to make it more dramatic. <laughs> I remember what happens. I'm going off of memory here. Sorry. Until my parents let me out. You thought Maya'd be a werewolf? James gaped at him in confusion and concern. Why? Did you bite her? No! Ruma shouted, his eyes wide, horrified by the suggestion. But I... Prongs! You saw what I did! James blinked and laughed awkwardly, rubbing the back of his neck. Yeah, you kissed her. No offense, mate. It was right disgusting to watch. But last I checked, a little snogging does not a werewolf make. My dad always told me... Remus began with a frown. He he said that I could never... And he worked for the Department of the Regulation and Control of Magical Creatures. He would know. Wouldn't he? Looking between James and Mr. Potter, he felt something heavy sink into his stomach. Wouldn't he?
0: Your dad is a liar. Thank you! Your dad lied to you. He used your condition and... Gave you false information. Gaslighting
1: and scare tactics. Ugh mister Potter frowned and sat forward, leaning his elbows on his knees as he met Remus's gaze. Did you know that there are some pureblood families that think muggleborns actually have mud in their veins? Remus scoffed. <laughs> That's preposterous. It is just as preposterous to think that a werewolf can infect somebody every other day of the month, save for one. And that's for less than 12 hours, not even half a day. I'm sure my daughter could tell you the actual percentage of when you're actually dangerous. Roughly 1.6438561644... Ah, fuck you, Shia! (sighs) Roughly... One point six four three eight three five six one six four three eight three five six percent. If we're basing it on a year of three hundred and sixty-five days, Maya said, standing in the doorway beside her mother, cups and teapot in hand. And also, I can guarantee that if you multiply three hundred and sixty-five times twenty-four and divide that by whatever the number of full moons are in a full year times twelve, or however long the fucking moon rises for the year, it will come out to that number because Shia is a fucking Oh my god, so anal, so anal, but we love
0: you. Well, last time we talked about this, she did comment on the Facebook that she has the calendar and
1: everything. So, mm-hmm. anal, I love it, but girl, don't do things halfway. This is why I can never write a book because I like get two sentences in and I'm like, I have to research that.
0: Yeah, that's why you haven't finished that one that you were writing, like, years ago that had me
1: in it. Because you keep, like... Yeah, I've restarted that one. All new characters. New names. Same idea. (sighs) Oh, so I'm not in it anymore? Well, that sucks. Well, because trying to write people that I know is harder than trying to just write people that I make up. (sighs) Yeah, I know. Anyway. Dead of time. The dead of time. Maya said, standing in the doorway beside her mother, cups cup and teapot in hand. Remus let out a breath and wiped the back of his hand across his eyes. Maya. She ignored him and looked up at her mother. I'd also have to factor in leap years and the occasions of a blue moon occurrences. Do we have any arithmency books I haven't read yet? Remus let out a loud laugh as he, though he had been holding one in for a long time. My sighed as she placed the cups and teapot on a nearby table, kneeling down in front of Remus, taking his hands within her own. "'I've told you repeatedly, I am not afraid of you. You will not infect me. You will not hurt me. How was last night?' "'Worst moon of my life,' he admitted, and turned to the side, showing a new scar that ran the length of his cheek. "'I was so worried about you.' He exhaled slowly frowning at how tiny her hands were in his. "'Our job,' Ceres had said. "'Our job to protect her.' Remus thought he failed. "'All right, ladies,' Mr. Potter stood up, groaning as he stretched his arms above his head. He gently took Maya by the arm, helping her to stand before shooing her back towards her mother with a gesture. "'Back out of the room. Now that this sad business is over with and the boy is on his way to being happy again,' I need to make sure he's not ever too happy.
0: Well, oh, Max is sad about that one.
1: <laughs> Max is sad because somebody else took his balls away. Anyway. <laughs> that doesn't that but that doesn't stop him from being happy little Humper at the dog park though. Good God. He's nice, though. He, like, humps next to the dog to let them know that he's interested in what he's capable of of without actually, like, impeding on their personal bubble. He understands consent. It's very important. Also, probably because once he humped a male husky, and now in the eight months since that happened, every time that husky is at the dog park with Max, he tries to hump him back.
0: Eh, hilarious. Well, I, I thought you were going to say that he like stays away because he realized he made a mistake.
1: No, man, that red husky. Because that's not how mad.
0: Max feels. If it if it is how he feels, that's perfectly fine. But it kind of seemed like you were going in the opposite direction.
1: No, 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 no. Every time that red husky shows up, Max is like, shit, shit, shit. I fucked up that one time, and he never forgot.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like illegally blonde too. When she's like, your dogs are gay, <laughs> and they're like,
1: what? My dog doesn't give a shit. As long as the other <laughs> dog doesn't fight him off. Yeah, you help anybody. You're a. What? Uh, what are you sniffing? Yeah. Okay. Well, if you let me finish my podcast, then you can go on a W.A.O.K. Uh-huh. We're almost
0: done, dude. Hold anyway, so it in for a little longer.
1: No, he he peed a lot. There is not an un ah, ah That was my kidney.
0: you see this shit? Some, yeah, my somebody has to go to the bathroom.
1: Alright, Annabeth. Quick break.
0: Cat, go sing.
1: <sighs> anyway. Dead of time.
0: Uh, Remus let out a laugh. Huh? Remus let out a laugh. Oh no, we've already read whole- that.
1: Because he said the whole thing about worst mood of my life and I was so worried about you. And how he thought he failed in their job. And we'll just pick up with, I think I already read the thing about Mr. Potter, but it's worth reading again because it makes me laugh. Okay. All right, ladies. Mr. Potter stood up, groaning as he stretched his arms above his head. He gently took Maya by the arm, helping her to stand before shooing her back towards her mother with a gesture. Back out of the room. Now that this sad business is over with and the boy is on his way to being happy again. need to make sure he's not ever too happy. Mrs. Potter rolled her eyes. Charles, you're being a little ridiculous. I already gave him a good speech, Dad, James said with a grin. Besides, it's not like he's anything, like, serious. Mr. Potter laughed. Thank Merlin for that. That reminds me, Maya said with a mischievous smirk, and pulled an envelope from her pocket, passing it over to her mother. Lily wanted me to show you the kind of letters that Jamie writes her. What? Remember when you were complaining about wanting to see the apology? Yes. I'm not going to see it, though. Maya, no! No! James jumped from his seat and dove for the envelope, falling short as Mrs. Potter held it over her head at the last minute, allowing him to collapse, face first, into the carpet. Oh, James, darling. She frowned as she read the letter that James had apparently sent Lily. Your spelling and penmanship are atrocious, and as alluring as Miss Evans' eyes are, no girl wants to hear that her stare reminds a boy of grass beneath a quidditch pitch. (laughs) Sighing loudly, she handed the letter to her mortified son. Take this and try again. James blinked. What? I said, go to your room, get out some parchment and try again. Leave out all comparisons of her attributes to sports and learn more than one way to tell a girl she's beautiful. She shook her head in disappointment. And stop talking about yourself. "'Humility is a virtue in young men who all too often appear overly confident.' Sirius is overly confident, and he always gets the girls,' Jane said, pouting as he took the letter. Remus wondered if anyone else caught him sniffing the paper. From the way Maya was suddenly pinching the bridge of her nose, he assumed she had. "'Oh, darling.' Sirius looked into the black family features. You have Potter hair. Mrs. Potter smiled affectionately and ruffled James's hair. Remus, please file file call. File call your parents. Fire call your parents and let them know where you are. As upset and ignorant as they may be, she said with a tone that held zero remorse for her outspokenness, they love you and will likely be concerned if they wake to find your bed empty. Remus nodded. Yes, ma'am. That's not to say that you are not welcome here with their permission. Yes, darling, she said, rolling her eyes when Mr. Potter cleared his throat. So, as long as Remus and Maya permit themselves to remain within their own rooms at night. No wandering now. I have eyes everywhere. Wide-eyed, Remus swallowed hard as he looked back and forth between Mr. and Mrs. Potter. Maya's father had a pleased look on his face as he folded his arms across his chest. Remus could not be certain, but he thought he saw Mrs. Potter wink at Maya. Fin. Well. Well. Not gonna lie, Charles going all Papa Bear and like... I just want him, like, you can be happy, just don't be too happy. Like, that part fucking kills me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Because, like, I would assume because he can change that he has two different types of hormones. So it's, like, human hormones (laughs) and doggy
1: hormones. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Straight up. I'm just, I'm just imagining now
0: when when he talks
1: if he gets like really excited and she's not in the mood and she's just like just put the red rocket away just put away your lips. Sorry, anybody who has a male dog knows what the fuck I'm talking about because it is like the worst thing because like, it's a dog, you know, he's an animal, he's, he has needs, but at the same time, you're like, oh my god, that's my child. And yeah, so. Okay.
0: <laughs> I have no idea. It's
1: fine. You Be happy you don't know. But.
0: Okay, by the way, can we do one more thing before I forget and I get in trouble? So, because we had that one Patronus lesson, somebody, you know who you are, somebody, wants to know, is Ginny's Patronus also a doe since Harry's is a stag like his dad's?
1: So, when we see Ginny's Patronus, the only time we see Ginny's Patronus uh, is in Order of the Phoenix during Dumbledore's army training in the room of apartment. And at that point, both in book and movie, so does canon, all the way around, she is a horse. Okay. We don't actually know what it becomes after she and Harry become a thing. So, like, hers could potentially change and become a doe. Um, And I think that transformation would actually make a lot of sense, considering it's going from a hoofed animal to a hoofed animal. But, um... I don't know. I don't know that we ever get an answer to that, but considering we're reading DOT verse, uh I'm gonna leave that up to the author. So, Shia, if you uh want to let us know, do you think Ginny maintains her independent wild Mustang? Or do you think she becomes a compliant little doe partner? Okay.
0: Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay, so
1: Read the names. Oh shit, yeah, I should probably open that shit. read the <laughs> names of the people. Oh my god, I have, oh, it god. My... I have to pull it up. I'm so off my game today. Um I see that. Fight me. Oh actually, thank you, Patreon, for reminding me. So there are some of you now who may notice an additional charge on Patreon. And, uh, haha, fun fact, um, a sales tax is now required on some things, so some of you, depending on what level you're on, I tried to... Get it to a way where you would not be subject to sales tax, but I don't know if that is required. This is not every state, but some t- states are now going to add sales tax to Patreon donations, which is incredibly frustrating, but that is a topic for another podcast. Ah, uh, we have a lot of messages going forward. do. do, 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 do. Okay, so first and foremost, because I knew we'd gotten a request from one of our fans to not have their last name announced when we announced their patron, which I'd like to make... Everyone aware that is absolutely an option. If you don't want your last name, just shoot us a message. We won't include it. That's fine. So we'd like to thank Amara and... Oh, God. I'm going to butcher this name. Mafe? Mafe? M-A-F-E. Garcia. We want to thank both of you for becoming our patrons. Amara is going to be one of our foxy little foxes. And Garcia is going to be one of our wonderful, wonderful wolfies. So welcome to the team. We love you guys. Thank you so much for joining our Patreon. And we actually got a question from Amara who wanted to know if we would be going on tour to meet fans. And if so, what cities would we be most likely to go to? And holy shit, would we love to do that? That would be the best thing in the entire world. So like I'm thinking now that Kat and I need to do a road trip. And we could like start in Florida and do the Orlando thing because I know we have a lot of Orlando fans. And then at some point we'd have to go to Texas because I know we have a lot of Texas fans. And we have fans in like Washington and New York and Missouri. And okay, Kat, you and I are both gonna have to quit our jobs for six months and <laughs> go travel to the country. I
0: don't <laughs> have a job yet, so technically I have all the time in the world. I just got no money.
1: That's fair. Okay, so we need more patrons so you guys can support us. But before we night.
0: do that, we also need this little virus to go away so
1: we can meet all of you and see your faces oh, yeah. and not have to look at your mask. I mean, we can also just show up in like scuba outfits and just keep like the regulators on. We'll rebreathe our own air. We won't pass anything. Oh, on. It'll be fine.
0: Yeah, we can go on tour and meet you all six feet away. It's fine. Yes.
1: I, I am here for that day. Game changer. Absolute game changer, y'all. It'd be great. Um, but that is a really good idea at some point, though. Anywho. <sighs> okay, and Garcia called us out on a couple things. Um, on chapter 29, Everyone is Dangerous, I missed a very important foreshadowing moment. And I was reading minute 5240-ish something. Um, that is oddly specific. Where Shia writes, Peter's dangerous. He's too unsuspecting not to be. Remus said with a chuckle, and James followed suit. This is one big hit in the fields, along with things like "Stop trusting Wormtail," um, and. It shows that both Remus and James truly don't consider Peter a threat, even with uh, the comment. I don't know if anyone else mentioned it already, but I love this podcast way too much to not at least let you guys do the do you guys the courtesy of letting you know when you missed something. <laughs> Thank you for holding us to that high standard. We appreciate it. Uh, if we miss anything, please let us know. We do appreciate that. We like that you guys keep up with us. So. That
0: being And also, so, Hannah, Beth, I'm so sorry that I was choking on my spit and coughing when Claire was reading that, but I
1: was dying. And that's fine. Um, ah, crap. We just had a month changeover. Okay. So, I'd like to thank all of our foxes for the month of July. We have Jackie, Rachel, Rebecca, Becky, 80, Chrissy, Aidy, uh, Carissa. Sorry, Carissa. Good God. You've been with us for so long and I ruined your name. Sandra, Chelsea, Felicia, Ryland, Ryder, Olivia, Ashley, Claire, Shannon, Roshan, Jade, Elise, Claire, Ashley, Hannah, Paige, Jillian, Martina, Amanda, Miranda, Danielle, Therese, Samantha, Sarah, Caitlin, Laura, Kieran, Rin, sorry, Rin. I always do that because that name pops up first. Anyway, thank you to... All of our wonderful foxes, we love all of you guys, and we love all of our patrons. You guys keep us going, we appreciate you so, 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 so much. <sighs> we love you guys,
0: we love you very, very much. We Always,
1: do. you guys are literally the best. And as we get into the topics you will start getting more and more bonus content because we will start posting videos of cat looking super embarrassed when i read horny horny shit to her also apparently my mother started listening to this show everybody keep your fingers crossed she does not make it to this point (laughs) (laughs) or start paying for the bonus content oh my god
0: because we will charge the mother
1: no 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 we will figure out a way to block the mother the mother doesn't need to see this
0: yeah, call your dad and tell him to hide the credit
1: cards. <laughs> hide your visas, hide your MasterCard.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. They're
1: Patreoning everybody out here.
0: Sorry. Oh my god. Okay, I so that. I think we should end this and say we will see you next Fire Whiskey Friday. <laughs>
1: god damn it, I almost hung up on you again. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to another episode of Fire, Whiskey, and Honey.
1: A special thank you to Shia Lani for allowing us to read your story.
0: And thank you to Blue Ivy Creations for creating our logo and Hannah Beth for editing our episodes.
1: You can find us on Instagram at FWHpod.
0: And on Twitter at FWHpodcast.
1: And on our website, FWHpod.com.
0: If you enjoy this podcast and would like to support and get extra content, please support us on Patreon and review us on Apple Podcasts.
1: Thank you to those who support us already. We wouldn't be here without you.
0: See you next Fire Whiskey Friday.